Eu comprei uma panela de pressão Só pra ver se eu cozinho mais depressa Sou solteiro, não tenho compromisso Se eu lavo, se eu cozinho, ninguém tem nada com isso Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I got smacked so hard by my dad because he found out I was singing this one. Really? <laughs> this one. And you know what other song my dad smacked mm. me for? O Pinto. O Pinto do meu pai. Fugiu com a galinha da vizinha. But I was like, it's on the radio. You have the radio on. So why can't I sing it? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry if you have the radio on yeah. and I'm in the room. I'm under the assumption that I can sing what's on the, the radio. Just about chickens and it's no, no, that's no double meaning. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, oh God, yes. Okay. Wait, which episode are we recording? I, think, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think either, but both. Oh my god, guys, uh, we're talking about, you know, which episode, because we're recording two episodes this week. <gasps> really? Yes, <gasps> and both are being released yes. this week, really. Because, yeah, yes. this one that we're going to do today that we haven't decided, and um, a bonus episode. Another one that we haven't re- decided <laughs> No, yet, we have. We're, so. we're, we're right, okay? This is a lot of preparation. You guys have no idea how much preparation goes into this one hour of content that we put out. So... It might sound like a hot mess, but we actually prepare for this and we plan yeah. the hot mess. So. She just post all the outlines like somewhere just if people don't think that we actually do. I mean, we posted a picture last week on Twitter. That you can kind of see what the setup looks like and it's not amazing, but it's, it's a setup, you know. So anyways, so first no, of all, I want to I want to address something. So, guys, uh, I okay. know that I laughed and stuff in this introduction but also uh if i sound a little bummed out i apologize all right so happens sometimes we have got our fair portion of one criticism about me sounding bummed out it's because i'm depressed sometimes you know what i mean and yeah sometimes i cannot put a face on to record this but uh this is not the case for this week it's because i finally turned 15 right so my wisdom teeth are coming out and I thought, dude, I thought I was over it. I'm a married woman. I'm in my, my adult years now. And my wisdom teeth are still growing. Is this fair? Like, is this life now? And it hurts. Dude, it hurts a lot. So talking is kind of an issue. But I'm a podcaster, so I signed up for this. All right? I'm not going to not talk because my fucking teeth are crying. So there you go. That's all I had to say. I'm sorry if I sound angry or something, but anyways. Yeah. So what what is this? Um, what are people listening to? Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, people are listening to Suspiria, a true crime podcast. <laughs> I'm Carol, and I'm Stephanie. And today uh, we're talking about yet another horrible uh, event that happened in learning history, and this one is history in a way. So I want to put out a trigger warning. Uh, for homophobic violence and we understand that a portion of our listeners are lgbtq people and this episode might be a hard one to listen for them and honestly everyone because it sucked like 
I don't normally cry while I'm researching. And this one I cried several times. And I might cry recording this. Because one, I'm in pain. And two, everyone should be in pain after this. Because it's, it it's a bad one. So we'll be skipping. No, no. We won't be skipping like description and stuff. Because I think it's fair for us to include it. But uh, we'll be always... I mean, we didn't used to do that. But um, we'll be including like a warning before we actually proceed to read all that kind of stuff and tell you guys what actually happened so if you want to skip if you think that's gonna upset you it's all right with us you can skip whatever parts you want and you know we don't want upset we don't want to upset anyone no i was just gonna say that if carol does cry um i do not know how to respond to people crying so if you just hear silence from me it doesn't mean that i don't care Mm -hmm. that she's crying it's just that i don't know like once i so you guys know i work in banking Mm -hmm. this one time this woman came in and she was in tears because her husband died Mm -hmm. and she didn't know what to do with the bank account and it was literally just me standing there looking at her like you know that waka flocka okay gift (laughs) that was me and i was just like oh so are we gonna close this account or like i didn't know what to do so if you hear silence from me it's not that i'm being insensitive it's just that i don't know how to respond i mean i'm gonna try my best not to cry because i don't i I mean my speaking voice and the way i say words normally is already not good so when i'm crying the quality just decreases a lot i don't think i can put that out there so anyways just before we start i want to thank not thank but uh, credit, you know, what credits do. I took all this information from articles from the BBC, El País, the clinic, and Wikipedia for names, dates, and such. Also, special thank you to our amazing friend of the podcast and our friend too, right, Steph? Sam, who sh- she yes. helped me today with some Spanish that I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish, guys, and sometimes writing outlines and recording, not recording, but like researching in Spanish is a challenge. So it's really good when I get some help, you know, because I don't want to get any details wrong, you know, some things, um, some words mean different things in Spanish and Portuguese and uh she just helped me understand a key part of this case. So, yeah, thank you so much, Sam. We love you. And you should, I mean, we definitely should have her back on here. Yeah, Sam yeah. is the honorary third member of this mm-hmm. um, this podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you can expect that. If you don't like Sam, you can not listen to this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's, she's you just, never know when she's she'll come in. She might be coming definitely. in right now. Okay, Sam, come in. <laughs> come in. Okay. <laughs> just kidding she lives in a different completely different state yeah so So, what's the case about so we're talking about danielle zamudio who not to be um confused with elisa zamudio even though the 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 surname is the same except that it's called the z uh he Mm -hmm. he became a martyr in 2012 in chile for uh the lgbtq case and it's a sad story. I've already said that. But it's something that I think it's important to be told. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if there's many podcasts that have covered this as a true crime case out there. But it is part of Chilean history. I think the re- recent history, at least. Daniel Mauricio Jamuju Vera, was born in Santiago, Chile, in August 3rd, 1987, on the Comuna of San Bernardo. 
Not to be confused with the Brazilian São Bernardo where I was born. Right? No, I mean, where I... Eh, my first house was in São Bernardo. It was not in São Paulo. <laughs> I'm an imposter. Anyways. Yeah. So, oh, the truth comes out. All right. So he was the second child of Ivan Zamuijo Contreras, a construction worker, and Jaqueline Veras Munoz, who was a retail worker. He had three other siblings, and Daniel came out as gay for his family when he was 13 or 14 years old, although he didn't actually like assume himself like you know the whole gay identity until he was about 17 he had a good relationship with his parents and uh as far as i could see they were really accepting of him and they didn't have any problems relating to that just you know as anyone has problems uh nobody has a perfect relationship with their parents you know what i mean so they had different kinds of issues his dad uh has even come out and said that uh, when you have a gay son that you love, your machismo goes away. There's just no, makes no sense to just keep it on. And I think that's a cool uh, quote from the case, right? Mm-hmm. One of Danielle's brothers was the type that, you know, woke up every day at 5 a.m. to study and to work right after and didn't get home until late. It was like the model kid, right? And Danielle was really not like that. That uh, is where the conflict with his dad mainly laid on. Because uh, he would insist that Daniel needed to have some kind of responsibility in his life. And Daniel was more about partying and stuff at the time. Even though that changed in the future. So his teenage years were not the best. And I'm not sure how much of it was connected to his sexuality, sexuality like psychologically. But when he was 17, his best friend killed herself. And he took it really hard and was really depressed and dropped out of school as a result. So I think that's when the dad uh, kind of insists that, okay, you, you it's all right if you don't study, but you need to do something. You know what I mean? Which, he isn't wrong. He's right, you know. But anyways. Danielle worked at a garment shop to save money so he could go to school for modeling or theater. He dreamed of being famous and having kids and a family someday. So, yeah. I'm almost crying right now. All right, you go on. I don't want to. So, Daniel was part of the Santiago LGBTQ scene, and he was always at gay parties and clubs. One day, as he left the Blondie Club, he was approached by someone who told him, I know where you work, and when I catch you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Not good. So, on Friday, March 2nd, 2012, Daniel left work at 7.30 in the evening and told his mom that he would be hanging out with a friend, as he always did, and would be going home right after that. His mom t- told him to take care and that she was afraid of something happening to him. Because, you know, moms have that okay. crazy instincts. Moms always know. Mm-hmm. So two days passed. There's no sign of Danielle. His family filed a missing persons report. Going out for a couple of days uh, during the weekend was not something unusual for Danielle. So that's why they waited so long. Mm-hmm. Um, the police let him know that there was a young man that fit Danielle's description that was at a hospital, hospital, (laughs) excuse me, not hospital. He was at the Hospital de Urgencia Pública, also known as Posta Central. He had been found unconscious at the Parque, 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 (laughs) the Parque San Borja, Borja at Alameda the most important avenue of Santiago, by a guard at around 4 a.m. of Saturday, March 3rd, with no documents that could identify him. His parents ID'd the young man as Daniel. 
Danielle had severe head injuries. Part of his ear had been cut off. Oh, my God. His legs had been broken. His stomach had been cut to form a swastika. And he had many cigarette burns all over his body. He was put in uh, an induced coma. So soon it became clear that Danielle had been the victim of a homophobic attack. And the perpetrators were probably neo-Nazis. So, I mean, I want to mention something. We keep saying Danielle. It's not like the female version of Daniel. Danielle. It's, it's just it's the just way how you say, pronounce yeah. it in Spanish and Portuguese. Which, Steph, I just realized something. You know how we always are like, you know, all about the pronunciation and we'll pronounce. We don't pronounce our names the way it's supposed to be pronounced. I just realized that like recently. We Americanized our names. I know, right? Why do we okay. do? I mean, um, it's too late now. Now I can't call you <laughs> Carol because people are going to be like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? So I guess we just stick to Stephanie, it. Carol. Stephanie, Carol. Stephanie, okay. Carol. No. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's too late. weird. Too late. Yeah. Anyways, so Danielle remained at the hospital making a slow recovery. He got out of the coma five days after he was admitted to the hospital. Uh, he would open his eyes, move move his hands, pay attention if someone talked to him. However, he had to be put in an induced coma again for you know several complications that he had suffered. However, he had to be put back in an induced coma in the 19th. 20 days after the attack, the doctor determined that he was brain dead. He died on March 27th, 2012 at 7.45 p.m. He spent those final days with his family by his side. So on March 9th, the police arrested four suspects who initially confessed to the crime. So he, they kind of like didn't struggle confessing that right away. Yeah, because he was alive. So there's yeah. no reason for them to not confess because it wasn't murder yet. Yeah. So. so the first guy, all right, this is a lineup of stars, all right? So first, he was this guy is the leader of the whole pack, all right? Patricio Ivana Humada Garay, 25 years old. He was known as Patucori. Um, Brazilianizing this pronunciation, but that's essentially what it is. It was just, he was actually just out of prison for mugging, and he was also xenophobe and was known for hating and attacking Peruvians. Which he is was, ironic because he, he sounds very Latino <laughs> to be attacking someone else, but okay. <laughs> if you look at those guys' face, it's like, the, oh my God. I don't know. I don't even know how to express. All right. So he was known for saying that he would go to San Borja and clean out all the gay people and the young people who do Japanese dances. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. He was really into uh, like body modification. So like tattoos and piercings and scarification too. Which, I mean, by itself doesn't make him a scary dude. You know what I mean? But I think mm-hmm. the, you know, the... the Everything to mix together makes him a scary person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, Raul Afonso Lopez Fuentes, he's 25 also, is a known neo-Nazi that tried to be in the military but didn't pass the exams. He had also been in trouble with the law for robbing supermarkets and stores. It sounds like I'm reading like a bachelor profiles, you know? <laughs> so, also, Fabian Alexis Mora Mora, which, if you have two names like that, means that your parents are like cousins. But anyways, he is nineteen, and the guy does look like his parents are cousins. I know. <laughs> 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 he, 
I'm sorry, it's too mean. He didn't have any criminal background, but had uh, bragged on Facebook that he broke someone's cranium and collarbone ones. So, yeah, this is the best guy, all right? Alejandro Axel Agul Tapia, 26. He's a Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> I, guys, I swear, I swear. Does he is- put that on his LinkedIn? Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh <laughs> a neo-Nazi. A Michael Jackson impersonator. That, like, that's so, like, <laughs> that's very contradictory. Cause you do know that Michael Jackson was a black man, right? Guys, I swear. Like, <laughs> I didn't know this when I, I started researching the case. I didn't choose this because of the recent events surrounding Michael Jackson. All right? I didn't. I, I just... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, anyways, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. And um, he was also a store owner. So I think they all met at like his store. You know what I mean? So he was known as Elgact Second. Elgact Segundo. And he had been in trouble with the law before. He was uh, a thief and xenophobe, again, attacking Peruvians like his friend. So... <clears throat> what's up with people attacking peruvians peruvian people know. are super nice my spanish teacher know, right? in high school was from peru and he was the nicest and he has a tiny little dog no. named sparky and he lived right down the street from me so no. i used to always see him walking his little dog sparky <laughs> i know i mean i guess there might be like a lot of peruvians moving you know immigrating to chile because it is a good it's i think like you know a, a good country in latin america you know what i mean xenophobia happens even though everybody looks the same it's like yeah you're from a different place i guess yeah. anyways people are weird people just like hate people for the sake of hating them I know, like half right? the half the hate crimes that i see it's just like people being fucking like get your head out of your ass like no one cares about you yeah. in your life like let people be and like ugh, i hate people so the group didn't describe themselves as neo-Nazi or they didn't really have any affiliation to any of those groups per se. But since their actions and opinions closely mirrored the ones of a neo-Nazi, it's safe to say that they at least sympathized with the ideology. That and also carving a swastika in someone else's body two times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean awful and there's something that we have in brazil that we call the nazi pardo do you know what that means when you it's when you look like the people that the nazis would actually put in the concentration camps and still you're like yes i am white supremacy you know what i mean i i identify with those ideologies when uh, oh, oh what have you looked in the mirror like come on i just think it's very ironic for any latin person to be hating on anyone very. for like for their race because like first of all as my grandma would say, vocês todos têm o pé na senzala. So there is that. Yeah. It's what we so, said before. If your asshole is not pink, no, big you're news not for you. white. Exactly. You're not white. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> One of our catchphrases take a drink, guys. Exactly. So, Raul confessed right away, and his story goes as follows. So, trigger warning for descriptions if you want to skip. Skip, to skip. like the end of the episode this is your chance no just press it like two three times and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah they found danielle sleeping on a bench at the park at around 9 p.m 
Raul was out to buy some alcohol and saw Patricio and Alejandro already beating Daniel up. They were hitting him on the head with their hands, not too hard, almost as if they were trying to wake him up. Then it got mm -hmm. evil, quote unquote. They started to hit him harder. They grabbed him and took him to the park. They invited Daniel for some drinks, some drinks, if you know what I mean. And Raul left again to buy the alcohol. When he got back, Ahumada was kicking Daniel, hitting him on the head, on his balls, his face, arms, legs, all over. He was bleeding from his nose and face. That's when they used a broken Pisco Sour glass bottle to cut the swastika on his stomach. Fabian threw a 16-pound rock at least twice on his hips and like 10 times on his legs. He says it sounded like chicken bones breaking. Oh, my God. <sighs> the group also urinated on Danielle. That's, wow. Raul says that since the boy was very hurt, they just each went their own separate ways. They tortured Danielle for six hours, leaving him unconscious at the park around 2.30 in the morning of Saturday. Six hours, guys. He yeah. agonized for at least two hours by himself, too. Because he was yeah. on the floor. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. This is just the worst. Now, Patricio and Michael Jackson say that they found Zamudio at the park and actually saved him from a thief and took him out to eat some sopapillas and some drinks. So, sopapillas, I actually had to research what that is. And it's exactly like bolinho de chuva that we have in Brazil. Oh, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Like, I mean, it's like a different shape. It's more like a, a flattened thing. But they even eat it when it rains. It's like the same as us. No. Another proof that we're all the same, guys. Yes, we're all exactly. Equal. We are the world. We are the children. Anyways. Inappropriate. <laughs> Just because we're talking about Michael Jackson, you're going to bring We Are the World okay <laughs> anyways i'm so sorry no it's not just it's tons of problematic singers right so <laughs> <laughs> yes so the guys say that they hung out with you know this gay person even though they've been known for hating gays that makes a lot of sense right so yeah, yeah they parted ways around at around 10 and they only found out about the attack because of the press that's what they say Patricio says that he even wanted to give the story to the police. Sure, but he never got a chance because he was arrested anyways. Before he could actually go to the police, he was arrested. Mm. Nice. Uh, Michael Jackson actually backed out of the Super P story. Not story. actual Michael Jackson, though. The, you know what I'm the talking fake about. Michael Jackson. Yeah, okay. What, what was his name? I'm just clarifying Axel. it. No, it was not Axel. What's his name? Alejandro. Alejandro actually backed out of the story. Of the Sopapia story, saying that uh, he had only given that version of the facts, quote unquote facts, because he had been threatened by Patricio. Yeah. Fabian says that Raul's version is almost 100% correct, with the exception that he wasn't the one that hit Daniel with the rock. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. So they were all arrested for attempted murder and held without bail. When Danielle died, they were charged with homicide on the highest possible degree. On October 17, 2013, the four were charged with qualified homicide with emphases. I think this means like aggravating factors, mm -hmm. like aggravated murder. Mm -hmm. um, on the cruelty of the case, so the emphasis was on the cru mm -hmm. cruelty of the case and deliberate effort to increase the pain and suffering Danielle had to go through. 
Alejandro Raul, Raul, Raul got 15 years in jail, Fabian got 7 years, and Patricio got life in prison. When the judge read the sentences after Patricio was sentenced to life, the courtroom applauded. Patricio also raised his hands and applauded in irony, like a true shit, shit warm. What a fucking jackass. He like looks get back it. and like claps. The other ones got too little time in prison. Yeah, I think it's because they determined that um, Patricio was Patricio the ringleader. was the ringleader and I think he did the most. You know what I mean? Still, they should have gotten at least 20 years. Yeah. Especially this dude with the rock. Exactly. Like, he only exactly. got seven years. That's nothing. Nothing. I mean, the dude with the rock, he was like 19. So maybe, like, the argument could be made that, you know, he was influen- just influenced by these people. What We know it's bullshit, but, you know, like, uh, his mom, Danielle's mom, actually criticized a lot of the judicial system because... She says that all of them should have got life in prison. That doesn't make exactly. sense that just one yes. of them got it. But, you know, uh, Danielle's dad says that, like, if that's the way the justice system works, I can't do anything about it, really. I think it's good to move on, you know, but also, like, somehow it's good that they even got, you know, someone convicted at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got to these four people, but it's great that... um we got probably we got, like no one around yeah. town and especially if it happened in a public park i know there right? could have been like homeless people Tons watching of witnesses probably yeah and it's it's like the biggest avenue you know what i mean yeah in uh chile i've been there so it's big and it's pretty nice i had no idea something like that happened there it sucked I have not been to Chile, but we did have a Chilean yeah. co-host for one episode, Midori. So if you want to listen to that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you which episode it is. So you're going to have to listen to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have numbers yet, but yeah. So it's the episode on the Chilean serial killer. Find that. Yes. So you're going to have to listen to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so the response to this case was just amazing. Uh, it generated debates over the rights of LGBTQ people all over Chile. And even though Danielle was not the first or the last, uh, this case touched a lot of people. And they, it reached a huge number of people, just about everyone, because of the internet. You know, 2012, I think, in Latin America is the time where everybody's getting Facebook. You know what I mean? Everybody's finally getting into like the internet mindset world that we finally have today. And uh, this kind of like propagates like wildfire when something like that happens you know so uh protests and candlelight vigils were held for danielle with thousands in attendance demanding justice several politicians and the president came forward to show solidarity to the zamudio family and also artists like boy george claudia tervy and ricky martin who actually uh dedicated a glad award to danielle so Aww, danielle was still alive martin yeah, he was still alive when that happened, uh, Danielle, and he laughed at the news when his dad told him that Ricky Martin had uh, dedicated an award to him. Oh, well, let's not cry, Steph. All right, I can see your face. Okay. Yes. No, I wouldn't. I only no, cry when I'm, I'm angry. Oh, okay. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm like too. Sorry. 
So on the day of Daniel's funeral, thousands went to the streets to follow the funeral procession, and he was buried in a private ceremony at the Cemeterio General uh, Hicoleta, while they sung one of his favorite songs, Amor Eterno, by Rocio Durcal. Mm. Yeah. If you want, I'm going to put this link to the song. I can play it here, but I'm going to put it on our show notes if you want to listen to it, get you in the mood, and I don't know, think about Daniel when you... Uh, listen to the song. It's beautiful. Several political actions was, were also taken. A bill had been um, in debate since 2005 that would make the discrimination against race, sexual orientation, religion, disability, gender, etc. Um, into a criminal offense. And during the aftermath of the case, the bill was finally signed into a law. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember that little video, how a bill becomes a law. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um also important to mention that from 2005, when the project was introduced to 2012, 66 homophobic attacks happened in Chile, affecting some 250 people. There was a strong argument that you shouldn't sign anything into law in the heat of the moment and that the law wouldn't actually have prevented Danielle's death, Danielle, Danielle's death. But come on, like if that's the case we shouldn't have any laws at all because laws don't prevent crimes right ho 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 so they installed a monument for Danielle at the park uh, Memorial por la diversidad Danielle Samurio Vera and Danielle's mom says that there are many Danielles out there and for them she will keep on fighting yeah well I know that no (sighs) It sucks that things like that have to happen for actual change to be made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, it took a life for... I mean, how many lives did it take for a bill to be signed? Anti-discrimination. Like, this is... It pisses me off, but I'm also glad that it finally happened. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys... Uh, homophobia is still not technically like you know in law terms a criminal offense in brazil at this moment yeah yeah this is all being debated like as we speak it's disgusting and it's ridiculous and i feel like obviously there are cases of homophobia here in america Mm -hmm. but i feel like in latin america it's even worse because we have the whole machismo culture um where oh boys don't cry Girls wear pink. Mm-hmm. Boys wear blue. Oh, Girls you wear can't pink, do this. Boys wear blue. This is great. Yeah. Oh. oh, you can't do this because you're a guy and guys don't do. We have a lot of that ingrained in our culture. So it, it does I feel here like too, but I think it's like to a different degree. It's like even hard, even more. You know. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like way more like hardcore and it's more violent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah so and like i feel like latin american people <laughs> and i can say this because i'm one of them i feel like we take things to the extreme mm-hmm. like i will read news about stuff that like happens in brazil and it happens here and the way people mm-hmm. react in brazil is like so much more violent but like yeah. for no reason there's something about us Latinos that's like, ah, we don't know how to, like, control ourselves, you know? I don't know. I mean, I can only talk about Brazil here, right? Because I don't want to, you know, assume anyone's culture or whatever. But Brazil, it's like a fucking parallel universe. Everything happens, <laughs> like, you know, when you, everything happens, like, to a, a different degree. It's, like, multiply by seven. That's the, f- you know what I mean? It's... 
just so you guys have an idea, this weekend actor self-proclaimed himself the president of Brazil. And we're going <laughs> yeah. with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the president's tweeting about golden showers. This is the Twilight Zone again. It's just impo- yeah. it's it's like a sim- it's like a South Park episode. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. It's, it is a South Park episode. So, I mean, that's barely related to this episode. But Brazil is the country that kills the most uh, LGBTQ people in the world, I think. Yeah. And even though yeah. gay marriage has been legal there since 2013, right? It's still very homophobic, you know? Yeah. And I think that especially with this ultra-right moment that we're having right now, it just it's just getting worse. You know, yeah, it's like, just getting worse with a lot of Brazilians. Um, and I don't mean Brazilians that are cool, like Karen and I, I mean with Brazilians that are not all of them are from an older generation because you see this in young mm-hmm. people too. But like with a lot of Brazilians, respecting other people's rights to be who they are is being politically correct. So I see this a lot like, oh, I'm, I don't want to be PC, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you're not being PC. You're just like staying out of people's business because it's none of your fucking business. Like, yeah. live and let live. There's this uh, adjective that we use in Brazil to describe people like that. And I think we should translate it to English. It's called fiscal de cool. <laughs> yes. How, how, do yes. You, how would you translate fiscal de cool? It's someone. Uh, ass, asshole inspector? No. Yeah, no, yeah. They're Regulator. always inspecting other people's yeah. assholes and making, making sure that sure nothing goes in. Yeah. Making sure yeah. everything is good and making sure everything is by your own standards when it's other people's assholes. You know what I mean? And this is mm-hmm. exactly what the world needs the least right now. Fiscal cool. So, yeah, implement that in your life, listener. Asshole yes. inspector. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, stop it. Stop it. Go take care of your own asshole. What I always tell my cousins, because like a lot of my cousins in Brazil are homophobic as fuck. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, oh, so you like inspecting other people's assholes, huh? I wonder who's (laughs) inspecting yours to make sure that nothing goes into your asshole. I mean, straight people, I mean, everyone has an asshole. Everybody can do anal. It's not a gay issue. You know what I mean? Who cares? Honestly. Yeah, like, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, pisses me off. It does. Yeah, but I mean, what pisses me off the most is like, sorry, I I I try to end this, but I can't because this (laughs) gets me so mad. But what pisses me off the most is that, especially with Latin people, they always like if you stand up for LGBTQ people, they always assume that oh, you must be gay then oh, you must be this and that. I'm like, no, I'm just a decent human being. Like, why Why do yeah. I have... Not that being gay is wrong, because this is obviously yeah, no, not no, the point no. of this, yeah. but, like, why do I have to be gay to know that, like, you need to respect mm-hmm. LGBTQ rights? Like, how does one thing correlate to the others? Am I a dog because I respect dogs' rights? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, I remember that when this all happened in 2012, gay and LGBTQ rights were a hot topic in Brazil, you know? You were already here, right, then? Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. No, yeah. I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, like, around that time is when, you know, 
the Christian government went in Brazil. You know what I mean? And they started legislating on people's assholes. And it was like a huge debate. Uh, that and abortion in 2012, you know? And I feel like in the U.S., people were like already over it by 2012, 2011. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there, it was like... I remember before 2012, I wasn't that educated on the subject. You know, I think that's around the time that I started, like, researching a little more and, like, studying and, like, you know, being a little more compassionate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I was, like, homophobic before, but I just, I wasn't, like, educated on the subject because it mm-hmm. wasn't a subject, you know? It was something that you didn't talk about. But yes. it, it just, like, 2012, I think it, it became more of a topic. And I think that in Chile and mostly Latin America, it might have been like that too, you know? Because things kind of echo, and the culture is basically the same in uh, everywhere, you know? So... Exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, something positive came out of this, even though it's not preventing any, you know, crimes or whatever. I, I like to believe it is, you know? And people are, after this case happened, they became more accepting of uh lgbtq people and i think that's what's important you know to be accepting yes. because when you don't have ignorance and you don't have hate you know mm. that's the more of this case you don't have ignorance you don't have hate now let's go to a rentful a uh, rentful no a hateful rant by carol right welcome to my ted talk i'm gonna be talking for a little bit right now do you want to say anything before i start just to finalize the case all that i want to say is that i have no idea what she's gonna say right now because it was not scripted no yeah you do i do yeah we've talked about it i'm just gonna talk about so much shit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about okay guys big week for the podcasting world right oh okay (sighs) guys i'm not gonna say any names because i don't want to give anyone any audience all right we have mentioned briefly in this podcast before that this orlando-based podcast i don't like you know it's hosted by a giant asshole and guess what it's over it's over by no one's fault but his own and i i don't i mean we always you guys if you've been here for not here but here in the podcasting world for at least five minutes you know exactly what i'm talking about you know exactly what happened so all i want to talk about here is all right we need to be mindful of where our numbers are going so i know that if you're just a listener if you don't produce content maybe you don't know how much your download means maybe you don't know how much your listenership means you know and i don't think you can separate the podcaster from the podcast i'm not saying that we're like perfect you know, holier than thou people that, that we should are. only listen. No, that we should only listen to my podcast or whatever. But you know, if someone keeps like repeating the same mistakes over and over, and you're like, "But I love the podcast. But the podcast is so good." Like, you're just allowing that person to be an asshole. Yeah. Like over and over again. You know what I mean? Like you cannot do that. I'm not saying to like cancel people and boycott because of one little thing no okay but like you know there's yeah. so many good con- there's so much good content out there you know there's only then there's not five there's not 10 podcasts you can listen to there's thousands that you can choose from that have non-problematic hosts and that you can actually enjoy you know what i mean especially if you like send money and buy merchandise from these people 
all right all you're doing is validating their like assholery <laughs> you know what i mean so you know it's th stuff like that is what allows people like that one person to exist it's what allows kevon d to still be on business it's what allows jeffrey yeah. star to still be you know successful youtuber it's what allows pewdiepie just to be out there you know talking to your kids online you know what I mean? Like, be mindful of where your numbers are going. Like, you, sometimes we don't realize that that one play that you give actually means a lot to people that produce content. I know that for me, it does. When I see someone's listening to my podcast, I get really happy. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that people that also have, I mean, we don't have millions of downloads, but when people actually do, I'm sure that, you know, your post one is still adding. It's still, it's still a drop in the bucket. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> Let's just stop making yeah. this kind of person famous and validating their existence, you know? I think that everybody needs to have a public or whatever, but that guy was just being an asshole for uh, audience, you know what I mean? He he would just do stupid shit like that just so people would be talking about him, you know what I mean? It is a strategy, like, there's no way he wasn't doing it without that in mind. You know, it's free marketing, like bad press is still press and people really don't care that he is you know he was doing what he was doing and attacking other people on the internet it's not it's not being people being pissed off that he said the word cunt on the internet you know what i mean like it's not that people are saying that it's because he shared the offensive meme on instagram it's not what happened you know you need to think about it harder you know and also uh he canceled the podcast himself, yeah right People overlook that. It's not that someone canceled it for him. It's not that someone fired all the people that he had worked with. You know, and also that I want to address that. If you have a whole like team that works for you, and you're being an asshole out there putting their own jobs and their livelihoods in jeopardy, so you you should you need to take a good hard look at yourself, right? Like y you being a fucking ed edge lord on Instagram and Twitter. It's putting other people's lives at risk. Not like, you know, life and death situation, but their, you know, livelihood in at risk. So just stop. Just stop. Just, ah, I don't know. Thank you for coming to my head talk. Yeah. Whew, sorry, I haven't rented like that since Bolsonaro was, was elected, right? Yes yeah so it only happens once in a blue moon guys i am a really easygoing person but i'm sorry yeah well so, you get you know what my wisdom teeth come with wisdom wow uh yeah wow this was <laughs> the worst joke i've heard in a while yes it's <laughs> on that note i think we just need to end this episode because that was really bad Oh my god, sorry you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Right, so I guess, yeah, let me uh do some shout outs before we leave. Yes. Those are mandatory. Okay. So this week's a little short. So we have Kami, Jay, Lobat, David, and Julie, who all interacted with us in some way, shape, or form on Instagram, Facebook, etc. etc. And you can do too, and you will be earning a shout out. Again, another opportunity for me to grossly mispronounce your name. So yeah. <laughs> I repeat that every week now. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> okay, yes. So yeah, definitely do that. And in the meanwhile, 
until next no not next week because we're gonna as we said before we're gonna uh let out a special surprise episode. yes episode mm -hmm. should we say what it is no no mm -hmm. okay so yeah it's a surprise uh, you, so you're gonna have to mm -hmm. listen to the next episode to find out yeah you're gonna have to stand by mm -hmm. yeah stand by mm -hmm. us yes, yes, yes. oh darling darling stand, stand by me oh stand, stand by me, me. Okay, right. people have unsubscri unsubscribed <laughs> unsubscribe from this by now. Okay, guys. Right. <laughs> Hope you guys have a good end of the world. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Suspiria.